I see a thing that's rated. Heard about a thing that's rated. Person, place, a thing will rank anything from sea to shining sea. That thing is overrated, underrated, overrated, underrated, overrated, underrated, rated fairly. So At my wedding, Bob got groovy, and now it's time to rate some movie. I thought you were going to say, and then we saw a three-hour personal movie, (laughs) which we did. Three-hour personal? His his montage at his wedding. Oh, there was quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the need to apologize. (laughs) That was a long film. So long. I had to sit there for so long. Oh, my God. And they cut off the bar. (laughs) It was closed down. Yeah, I had to look at pictures of Josh for so long without any alcohol. It was terrible. And a diminishing buzz. Yeah. Yes, I, I at my own wedding, uh, it's a tradition <laughs> in my wife's side of the family where my mother-in-law makes a slideshow of both the bride and the groom. She's done this at every single wedding. And it's it's actually kind of funny because she always takes it up to the moment. And she's really, really proud of the fact that she's trying to get like pictures from like the morning of it wasn't that funny folks well and listen here no 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 no. but like she's always like in a tizzy about it it's ridiculous so she i was, had no idea powerpoint well here's the <laughs> i did the powerpoint here's the thing i didn't know how long that was actually going to be it was something that no one had ever shown me until the wedding day so i was thinking all right maybe five minutes would be a good thing a, a, a nice Five minutes is a good amount of time to like take a trip down oh, memory lane. Oh, a slideshow, sure. Maybe just a song, a song. Uh, exactly. You know, you have like I don't know. Wake like me th- up, wake me up. As Josh and Catherine photos slideshow. <laughs> this I would like to see. <laughs> but how long would you say that slideshow was? It had to be Josh at least. Okay, so had actual be, for in it was actual long. terms, my guess from how I felt, was 45 to 50 minutes. <laughs> I didn't know PowerPoint held slideshows that long. It you had to pay for the, the, uh, the premium, the premium subscription. Had to. For sure. PPP. Am I right that it was premium. like 45, 50 it, I minutes? I think it was roughly around 25 minutes, but oh I understand. <laughs> but wasn't there another slide? Maybe it was, weren't there slideshows after it as well? Um, no, just the one. If you're talking about Travis's speech, I agree. It was just as boring. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, sometimes a listener. This is very horrible what you say of him. Smoked you. He'll not never make air. it to this episode. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to personally invite him to, sh- to enjoy the link. No. You mustn't. But, Bob, you did get groovy at that wedding. Oh, I did. I did. There's footage of it. I sent that, uh, that little See, I'd clip. rather watch a movie of that footage. <laughs> I was doing like some sort of chicken dance slash the lean back if it was. You accredited the KON. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Ah, uh, yes. I did see that. I sent that over recently, to him. Yeah. The man was humbled and flattered. Oh, it was a great time. <laughs> Is the con man a hero, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> He knows. He's, <laughs> he is. He's been known as such. He is. Well, Sorry, unfortunately, Josh. that footage doesn't exist of that dance, only the small clip. But, uh, Josh, what kind of footage are we talking about today? We're yeah. talking about equally the opposite, in fact, opposite of that flick, the bad flicks out there. Ah. Now, I, I so feel like the slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> the man won't let it go tonight. Yes, a spiritual successor to the slideshow. <laughs> Very good. You really chapped his ass all those years ago. <laughs> Listen, I've never talked to him about it till now. 
And, that, and I appreciate that more than you know. I'm almost on five years of full marriage here. <laughs> and he mentions it now. Well, listen. All right, I got nothing. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I think it's it's safe to say for as many good movies that are out there, there's about 10 or 12 that are just unwatchable. Mm. And uh, that might even be a modest number. And I feel like we have to explain the, the motivation behind this is probably over the, what, the last three, four weeks, we have engaged yeah. in a series of bets between yes. each other. Stemming um, back to the uh, football playoffs all the way up to, uh, well, yeah, we didn't bet on the Super Bowl. You were about to. But you I was did. trying. I'm glad I didn't. I wanted you to have this uh, cast under your belt with a face paint, but no, no, it's no. all right. It's all right. But the original nice. bet was uh, when Tim and I are New England Patriot fans and we yes. wanted the Patriots to beat Bob's Buffalo Bills. Yes. And we saw how that went, didn't we? <laughs> didn't end well for for us, Josh. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, I swooped in at the last second and made it a money bet. With, My bet with, with Tim was purely, uh, <laughs> yeah, monetary. Josh, on the other hand. He made a foolish mistake. I bet you wish you paid 40 bucks. <laughs> It wouldn't have hurt as much if I didn't suggest it myself. You were trying to be crafty, and it, it bit you right in the rump. So, so lay out this this bet for the listeners, Josh. So had Tim and I emerged victorious with a Patriots victory in the playoffs, Bob would have had to watch uh, a movie of our selection for a full week, yes. every day, every single day, and he had no, and he had he owed us a review of said movie. Yes, and that's it. A video review. A video review. And if we had lost, uh, I had to do the same for Bob. Bob would have been able to pick any movie that I would watch. And, um, yeah, so I lost. And I had to pay $30. Actually, I waived that. Right. I watched a bad movie for the $30 instead. All right, all right. What bad movie did you watch that was worth 30 bucks? Hatching Pete. <laughs> oh, Hatching Pete Fair. was not a bad movie. Hold on. Save it for the cast, Bob. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this bet happened, and then there was another bet, right? The following week was the next round of playoffs, and uh, Josh, uh, ever the risk taker, offered I up this, in on this one. Yeah, offered up the same bet, and this time Tim jumped on, and I felt like, okay, if Josh can do it, I can do it if I lose, but I didn't think I was going to lose, so we made the bet, and uh, lo and behold, after a very, very close game that was insult enough to, to me as a fan... I had to watch two weeks of bad movies because my bet was with each of them. Yes. Um, As so was laid out it. in the bets. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Now, before we get into the specifics of the movies that we watched, I just want to ask you guys, what are the three things that you need to see in a bad movie? That classifies it as not just like a film that was poorly made, but rather a true, classic, memorable, bad movie movie it doesn't have to be three but like what are some three the, things what are the things that go into making a bad movie memorable number one for me is bad character development <laughs> i mean you don't relate to these characters in these movies it's just kind of you jump into the movie and you're expected to know everything about these characters right away that's what bothers me a lot about hmm. bad movies yeah. i Trust me, I watched enough of them to start to figure this out. Um, I don't even think it's that. I think it's a film not having a purpose. A bad movie can be entertaining, and it can be bad and be okay. 
And some of the bad movies I watched that were a little more self-aware that they were bad movies were a little more tolerable. Okay. When movies mm. try to go in a bunch of different directions and go to none of those directions, um, that's when it's bad. And no purpose either. When you get an hour and a half into a movie and you're like, what is the plot? Right. I mean, I can follow a bad movie and I could find something to like even if I don't like the movie. But there were some of these where I just felt like... Again, I, I, I said this, uh, I think, in one of the reviews. I, I teach third grade. I felt like it was a lazy fiction story written by one of my kids because it, there were parts of it where I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. And then it zigzagged as if the, the kid just lost interest in that story and was just writing something to fill time. That's what I think makes a bad movie truly bad. Huh. Okay. I actually agree with that. There were several films that I watched where it just felt like they built up something for some reason. And swerved. And for what? It was just gone. Yeah. And you kind of like, when you're starting to track um, the exposition of a story, right? And you're trying to oh, piece. Here we go with the English language. No, no. The, he's on to something here. Listen. He actually solved the science, I think. When you're trying to track the exposition of a story, when you start, that is the the characters, the setting, the, uh, the inciting incident, right? These are the first things that you're exposed to in any type of movie. But the yes. problem is when you try to deviate from that almost within like the first 10, 15 minutes, everything that's foundational is completely gone. Yeah. And you're like, but wait a minute. When I was most invested in this movie in those first few minutes, I, what what happened to that? The movie needs an identity, even if it's a bad identity. A bit of a hook. If ah, look at you with your literary is a terminology. Great movie. Hook is a great ah, movie. If only he had picked that movie. <laughs> if only, if only. So maybe I'm not up to date as you guys because, you know, I haven't lost a bet to you guys about bad movies. Oh, he will. So. <laughs> well, you're just too cautious, to be honest. You should have lost a bet to this. I'm often cautious when I bet. <laughs> um, Josh, how, how much is this man trying to be a martyr on this cast? You, the only bad movie you had Martyr. to watch was was Hatching Pete, and you come in more disgruntled than any of us. I'm disgruntled. As, as if we lost hours of our life. Yeah. I'm disgruntled, Bob, because you never finished the bet. And I'm going to put this out to the audience. So if no, you make this... a bet that you have to watch a bad movie every day for a week, and then the person who lost the bet does not watch the last movie you suggested, and it's been almost two weeks now. It's fair, but it's listen. It's not. Fair at Tim, all. you took full. You exploited this this bet. Josh gave me films that I could find on streaming was... services and that weren't two and a half hours long. Tim, that's cruel. It's not funny. And also, <laughs> Josh, whether you agree with Josh or not, or Josh, whether you agree with Tim or not, you can't say he wasn't real wishy washy that day. He finally picked that movie he wanted me to watch. Well, the you only asked me reason, like for four movies, and by that point, I was over it. Give me a defense. The only you had reason no I was conviction. Wishy, the only reason I was wishy washy is because you had seen the first few movies. So you that I you're going to give suggested. me two nice movies, and then you give me crap? No. Listen, <laughs> the movie that I gave you is not crap. Part it's of fine. the magic of this bet is you pick a movie ahead of time that you want the person to react emotionally to. Which, you were, at that point, you were throwing peanuts at me and, and hoping I would kick. But you and still that, that did ruined, not complete the bet. Because that's not, that, that, that takes out the fun of watching it. Well, that's not I'm my not problem. Saying I, I didn't, I, I'm not saying I did the right thing there, but it, it took away my interest in watching that the day. The steam is out. Like, the steam was out. You clearly had that. no pick that day. 
Listen. And you were just throwing me things that you thought maybe were something. I mean, you could have thrown any I was any giving na- you decent movies. I don't know about well, that. Well, hold on. Tim was giving you movies that weren't classically bad movies, right? They Correct. were. Tim had seen these movies over the course of his no, life. No, Tim gave me worse movies than you I've did. I've seen actually. all the movies that I showed you. Right. Because <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. He had historically griped and groaned over these movies. <laughs> so, in a, in a sense, I, I do agree. There is something to be said. Like when I, when I gave Bob the movie Frank McCluskey to watch, <sighs> that was a rough one, he said. Like, I, I spent was... time and I was looking into what is it that I want Bob to watch? What would I think that he would hate? And I know the man likes him. You were doing good up until that day. You 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 kind of hurt my feelings that you didn't well, want no, me to be just, more upset. You, the only thing that happened that day was you threw me off that you had already seen the movies. So, so I, I kind of had to I, go I off the, the bat. cuff. Technically, right. I honored the bet. You didn't honor the bet. Mm, I honored the bet. I think you still owe him a movie, but I see where you're coming from. So for the folks out there, you're going to complete this bet either tonight or tomorrow, correct? Well, I don't know. I think I should. We should. I think we're going to defer to our our biggest no, we're, weekly we're, li- listener, the Norm. The Norm is correct. I will literally send things. him a text right now so that he does not have to listen to this uh, to know. <laughs> All right, beforehand. send him a text, and we'll update you later in the cast. Now, do you, let's talk terms here. Are we sending him a specific movie saying should Bob watch this, or should we give him a selection of saying Bob must watch one of these two or three flicks? I think that the the thing to Norm has to be, Bob made a bet. Does he have to honor it? <laughs> because... Explain the situation. <laughs> Actually, let's just ask the, him this. Is Bob an honorable man? And should he be given discretion? Okay. That's not anything you should I ask. I think that's exactly what we're no asking no idea the situation at hand. Because no, he this will is a say very, you're an honorable man. This is a very dishonorable thing that you've done. I don't think it is. Josh, it's at least a little dishonorable. Josh, uh, let me put it in these terms. When when Gandalf <laughs> asks Frodo to go on a quest, he does it with conviction. He didn't just say, "Oh, have you ever been outside the Shire?" Yeah. Oh, well. Also, you know, you know where else you, you know where else you should go. Sense. Like maybe try out Mordor if you've already been out of the Shire or whatever. But again, and then stop texting Frodo again, after that as if it was some sort of consolation. Gandalf knew exactly what he was doing when he came to town that day. Yes, straight up. But. When when a curveball is thrown at Gandalf, he has to adjust. This exactly. isn't about Dolphy. This is about Frodo. What? <laughs> Frodo had never left the Gandalf. Shire. Well, I'm just saying, if he had, Bob, but he hadn't. Bob, much like you have not watched this movie. Yes, you Whatever. have. I watched watch. the film. Let's let's continue. This is ridiculous. <laughs> the Tim lacks conviction. The point <laughs> is. My film choice is the disaster artist that you have to oh, watch. I can't and wait. And it's a fine oh, movie. Yeah. Nice little In the cute, next two uh, days. Bullshit little I'll movie there I'll give you two days. I'm giving you two oh, days. Oh, how honorable. I can make him watch the other one. You want his choice? Because it's terrible. It's really... <laughs> Bob. Out, of, out of spite, yes. You want my choice. Good. Excellent. All right. I, this is actually throwing me a little off because I was going to talk about this movie a little later on today. But well, you know what? Let me let me get to the end of the cast and decide if I still want to spite Tim. Okay. 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 I've, I've, I'll pull it up and I'll give you the synopsis. Okay. Sounds actually, good. Actually, you know what? In our last segment, what I'll do is I'll say, Bob, this is the one. Do Only you wear want? that little Pokemon coin in here and do a heads or tails at the oh, end. Oh, it's still there. Ash All did right. not get that one. That's what we'll do at the end. <laughs> Listen, you either spite me 
or by picking Josh as you spite yourself. And this is your choice. That's fair. <laughs> I'm saying, who do you trust more? In this, uh, in this scenario, right? Not in general, but like in the bad movie bet. Well, of I trust all things, that Tim does probably like this movie. And I trust thanks. that whatever you're going to give me is going to be awful. But I also trust my instinct that I respected you for knowing ahead of time that you wanted to punish me. Tim hid this horrible Seth Rogen, uh, what's the other slapstick the American jack pickle. off? Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to love this. No, I'd already seen my Seth Rogen share after American Pickle. You gave me that as a lazy pick. Seth Rogen. Okay, the American Pickle was not a lazy pick. No, it wasn't, but I'm saying this double Rogen is very, it's in bad taste. He is a very minor character in this movie. That's like if you're making an ultimate 90s playlist and you put two Matchbox 20 songs on it. Sure, you could do it, but it defeats the whole purpose of having a hit from every 90s. Let's move along here. All right. So talking about this bet in general, and and Tim, I know that you watch fewer movies, but however, outside of this bet... I watched one and it was terrible. Okay, so you might not be able to chime in as much, but you have watched them, and you've seen the movies that uh, Bob has... Uh, been assigned to watch, right. so you can chime in on this. Correct. So let's talk about this. We are a show about rating, of course, and I think no. it's good to rate these terrible movies in such a way. So I want to just talk about your most underrated. No, no, you finish. <laughs> it's kind of miraculous that he didn't get more fizz on that poor. <laughs> kind like of awful, awful poor. Try he's got it. he's got a lot left in that. <laughs> Tim, this is very delightful. It's it's very much an apple pie. Yeah, Brennan, uh, my brother showed me this uh, this cider. We're enjoying the uh, storm along Happy Holidays here. It's nice, nice. What is this a cider? Happy it's a holidays. cider, not a sponsor, but I kind of wish it was. Very good stuff. I wish I had had that before the holidays. Because <laughs> hey, before I forget, sponsors. We should talk about ours, right? Yes, we should, folks. In a world where anybody <laughs> can do a podcast, why doesn't everybody do a podcast? If you're thinking about doing what we do, you should give Anchor.fm a try. A nice, easy platform to get your podcast up and running, promoted to many viewers. It's what we here at the Overrated, Underrated, or Rated Fairly podcast use every week. And it gets us on several, several accessible platforms. Most of the big ones. Yes, I would say almost all almost of the big all, ones. Yeah. And yep. it makes it very simple. So simple that even you can't screw it up. Anchor.fm. Truly underrated. That was beautiful, guys. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to go back and just signal out that one little bit, and we'll just use it all the time. Stay tuned, folks, because you'll be hearing that a lot over the next couple months. The, fact that, like. the fact that Bob did that off the top of his head with zero prep work, I'm impressed. You know he was only trying to sneak in his little little in-the-world where... Thing. Well, it is a segment, and it's now we not now, a segment. We've Bob. gotten two things done at once. Oh. We have gotten the sponsorship taken care of, and we've gotten the poetic moment of the week done. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm he's not, still mad about the bet. You know, <laughs> he's tell. still going to do in a world to end the show. The man's salty. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. So, Bob, what, I made you watch a lot of terrible yes, movies. Yes, you did, and so did Tim. Yes. What was the most underrated? Maybe not the one of your favorite underrated picks. So Josh made me watch just to give you guys a little history. Um, Josh had a pretty good mix. I'll be honest. He he made me watch Troll Two, a very bad movie. Uh, Frank McCluskey, <laughs> um, Super Mario Brothers, the 1993 version. 
Strange Wilderness, The Muppets in Space was a little bit of a bony through me there. Um, <laughs> and, and what were the? What, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, if we're, I mean, it is. Yeah. Uh, what else was it, Josh? I'm missing a couple here. Oh gosh, um, I actually should have written this down, so that's my bad. Um, I made you watch Frank McCluskey. Um, There's no way to go back in the text. Josh, there's too many. <laughs> there's yeah, too many. In there's that a group. lot of nonsense Mario, in there. Bruce, Strange Wilderness. Um, what else did I make you watch? We're missing one. I feel like if it comes to me, I'll think of it. Is um, it's forgettable in the middle somewhere? I feel like. Um, well, anyways, I'll just start going through and uh, and, and rating these. I, I think well, that he said all the movies, so you got to go through. Mine well, I'm going to well. do his, then yours, and then combine. So out of Josh's, Ooh. the thing that I found to be the most uh, offensive. So what happened to me when I was He's watching these is underrated. Yeah, underrated. Right. So stu- surprisingly, so good the most movies. underrated was actually Troll Two, and the wow. reason the reason I, the reason for this. Is Troll 2 wasn't trying to... And this is this thing. You go online, Troll 2, one of the worst movies of all time. It was supposed to be. Right. It, it, there was no one who said, like, hey, this is when... It, no. And I like I like the cult horror films. I like the bad acting horror films. And I'm not saying that Troll 2 did those bad acting films justice, because it was still bad, guys. It was bad. Bad shop owner. But <laughs> that's, that's Leprechaun. <laughs> Which is also a classic bad horror film that you There's nothing bad about Lep. Lep okay. in the hood. Lep on the other hand. A lot of people. I kind of like Lep in the hood. Anyways, Troll Two. There were some great, great parts in, and I, I enjoyed a lot of it because it, it knew its identity, and that's going back to what I said earlier. Troll Two didn't say like, "Hey, we're gonna try to go off on some sort of high ground here with a message. We're gonna try to act like we're real horror." Troll Two knew it was trolling. It's even in there. The audience mm. to a point where <laughs> the the town is called. Uh, uh, Nilbog. Nilbog, which is goblin spelt backwards. And the big revelation <laughs> at the end is, oh, God, it's Nilbog. Like, you didn't catch... I mean, it was great. It, I, yeah. No, it wasn't great. But it was underrated because it knew what it was. There was no trolls in it. Troll 2 was just a trolling movie. It actually was aptly named. There was. I have no complaints about Troll. I knew what I was getting into, and I got exactly that. There was nonsensical parts. There was ridiculous parts. Which was the whole movie? My favorite scene is where um, <laughs> my favorite uh, scene. There's <laughs> a mag- there's a magic ability to freeze time, and all the uh, child needs to do is like destroy this food that his family's about to eat that will inevitably turn them into goblins. So uh, you figure time's frozen. Well, he's hold just got he, he's just got to flip the table. But what does this <laughs> child do to ruin the food, Josh? He, he takes a piss on it. He stands on the table and pisses on the food. What was the reason for it? He could have just flipped the table. Seems unnecessary. My favorite part about that was the food was supposed to turn the humans into technically plants. Oh, plants, yeah. Because the goblins or whatever they are are vegetarian. (laughs) Another great uh, scene in that movie that was absolutely (laughs) unreasonable was where the evil woman seduces one of uh, the character's friends into uh, (laughs) getting it on. And she at one point seductively eats a piece of corn on the cob and it like popcorn starts going off around them a great scene and you're thinking okay like he's he's done for now like this popcorn's gonna kill him no you find out at the end there was absolutely no reason for the scene the friend doesn't die nothing happens to him he literally just had sex with this evil woman and popcorn was there it's mildly inconvenient not even not even so troll two why don't we move on underrated (laughs) this movie's 
I don't even like hearing about it. To be well, honest. not many do. Uh, so what do you want me to give me an, an, an over or an, an underrated? Uh, underrated. One now? That was underrated. Well, I uh, like the and then a, a rated past. fairly one that was just it was bad. The rated fairly of uh, of Josh's picks was probably. Um, it's taken me that entire review to scroll back in our group chat. And it is. I'm still not even there. Oh, <laughs> I think the rated fairly of the ones you made me watch was probably at Frank McCluskey. It was bad. It knew it was bad. The thing that made Frank McCluskey worth watching, and it wasn't much. There were three scenes in that movie that were so atrocious that I actually, and not forcefully, like I actually started cracking up hysterically oh, at how bad they were. So there were pieces in there, and, and you know, honestly, a lot of great actors in there who were just getting a quick paycheck, who knew how bad that movie was going to be. Tolerable because of that. I mean, I was expecting... Because the actors, it was tolerable. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I was thinking Bubble Boy or like Blast from the Past, but it was worse than both of those. Um, I've never so seen Bubble Boy. I was definitely let down by it. You don't need to. But it's fairly rated. Yeah, and the overrated was definitely Strange Wilderness. Um you think with Jonah Hill and some of these characters, you're going to get a little bit of a laugh. There were no Jonah laughs. Jonah Hill is in it? Yeah. My least favorite scene is where a turkey bites a man's penis. Um, <laughs> oh, God. And it gets latched on. And you think they're just going to you know, fix this. And then, you know, of course, as in any bad movie, they can't remove the turkey with and harm it because he's a prized turkey. Oh. So the scene ends where they're stretching the turkey's neck and... You get the picture. Yeah. Uh, well, we won't go into that. We won't. There's no need to ever watch this movie. I actually was a little pissed after I watched it that, that I had to watch. <laughs> you were this. perturbed, as I, I hated that one the most. Not a fan. That was actually, I think, my lowest rating I gave yours or Josh's. So that, okay. And for yours, real quick, Tim, the most overrated piece of trash you made me watch <laughs> was, um, well. The American Pickle? Was the American Pickle. Because <laughs> I'm watching it with my wife, and she's like, the American Pickle. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not like a, a pickle. Like It's uh -huh. an American Pickle like in baseball. Like, oh, we're in a pickle. No, folks. You get 20 <laughs> minutes in, and you find out, oh, Jesus, Seth Rogen is actually a pickle. <laughs> and you know what? That movie was trash. I hated it. Uh, the most, but it had pretty good, uh, funny parts. No, not times. a single funny part. No, I hated the whole I, movie. I liked a few. Parts. No, I hated it all. The most uh, fairly rated bad movie was uh, Winter's Tale. Ooh. It was bad. It was uh, awful. I did like the ending message, but I didn't need to sit for two hours and ten minutes I to get it. That movie. And the most underrated was Downsizing. I, why do you like this well, movie? Well, here's so the much. thing about Downsizing. This movie was terrible. Josh, you actually saw Downsizing because we paid you a little stipend to yep, watch it. Yep, that was a. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, no, I a stipend. I did go back in and uh, watched. The thing about downsizing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> is that. This is the new the, in a world where through our group text that Bob has been doing, well, he says the thing about downsizing, and he brings up a point, but it's never valid. Well, down if they cut like three plot lines and about an hour out of downsizing, it would have been a fine movie. The people did not. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. There was no reason people had to be many in this movie. No, there was. The movie could have been done if the man just simply got a divorce. It, it could have been a story about a man getting a divorce, trying to pick up pieces of his life, trying to figure out his job. Yes. With a kind of global climate 
warning thing yes. that maybe made some people a little bit Everything well, about the, the message in this movie was a little bit genuine, but the <laughs> way it was gone about was very forced. Everything well, about this movie actually was forced. But also the fact that these mini people are in like a little mini like globe that they've made for them. Well, and, and that was the tr- the and tricky part. And then they part. go and they travel to where was on, it? Bob? In Norway on a Norway. boat. And no one's explaining how you can be traveling in a river in Norway on a boat if you're mini. It's almost like the movie itself said, "Oh shit, we totally forgot what the first right. hour was about." Well, and they try to glaze over the fact that yeah, this happens. With, because oh, the little people have been developing it. You developed a whole nation and well, landmarks in a couple years. And that even with that, any sense. They, None. Were, they were in this like little tiny boat and they're ch- they're tugging along these huge, normal sized bottles of vodka. Uh, yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's meant to be this like funny scene like, oh my gosh, look at all that vodka. They're so tiny. They're going to get hammered. Well, and then there was these weird parts too where things like that were overlooked. Right. But there's a real bizarre <laughs> scene where they remove Matt, uh, Matt Damon's teeth. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, well, if the teeth don't shrink before he does, they'll explode his head. It's like, you, you kind of a you weird took little the time thing. to do that, but you didn't want to explain to us more about how Norway as a continent was shrunk down in no time. Oh, and, the, and that's, uh, that's the problem, right? They set up all the, like, the parameters of this small world. And then world. they forget about it. And then it's just like, oh, they're tiny and they can afford everything that they've well, ever wanted. And this goes back to what I was saying about, like, an unfocused child's writing. <laughs> we start a, a story about a world where you oh, can be shrunken. Oh, no, he tried. <laughs> where you can be shrunken. Okay, I'm a little intrigued. And then we kind of forget about that an hour in because now it's a love story between a cleaning maid and Matt Damon. Oh, what? Where, where did where this come from? Where they've developed in, in this little person world a lower class already, and it's been like a year, right? right. Like right. for some reason, because they and shrunk this woman, all of a sudden racism and slavery is okay again. Well, it is racist. The movie it is. is racist. You know what? Uh, yeah. You want to forcefully know, race, racist though. You want to know a really funny trivia fact about this movie? I'd like to know. Yeah, the bottles of vodka that you see are the bottles of vodka that people have consumed trying to forget this movie. <laughs> is that just like really good joke or is that a true fact? Tim, there's no way those like five bottles of vodka was enough. <laughs> that, that was, was a one fo- person. That was a forced <laughs> joke, but it was very good. Thank you. Uh, the, the one thing that redeemed this movie for me, and then we'll move on. I'm getting too wrapped up in this, <laughs> was the scene where at, I hated this movie That's so badly. at that scene. No, 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 not that scene. <laughs> I, I didn't like this movie until the end where like he chooses to come back and he he gets with this cleaning woman and <laughs> there's a scene at the end where like he's feeling like he made a mistake because his whole life he didn't accomplish what he needed to he didn't mean anything to anybody and there's this really heartfelt scene oh, where he boy. goes back to the ghetto of the small people land and he gives this this poor man who can't walk he's just kind of sitting there in the slums like this this um, tray of nice food and he walks away not thinking much of it and he turns around and he sees like a little bit of joy in this man's life as he eats the food and then he realizes, like, this is my meaning. It didn't take shr- being shrunk to do that. Trust me. He could have done that in the real no. world. But you know what? I liked pieces of this movie. I still think it's overrated. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's as terrible. far as bad movies go. It was like, watchable compared to some of the other stuff Tim slew at me. Yeah, but you know what? Like, Slung. To, to chime Slewed. in, like, of all the movies that Bob, Bob made me watch, which were <laughs> something, <laughs> this movie actually triggered me in such a way because you didn't like this as much as i did at all no i didn't and the problem with it was 
it was trying to be a comedy. And then it was like, oh, I want to be a drama. No, I want to be kind of this mix of no identity. Well, and, and uh. you're absolutely right. Why try to make like I remember when this was coming out and I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, it's like it's like an adult version of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And that's kind of why I <laughs> kind was kind of. Eh. Well, the trailer is just I, a terrible version of it. Right. They they try to make it seem like, oh, they're going to get into all of this small nonsense. Right. Or Josh, can I interrupt oh, please, you? Please, please, please. Listen. The point that you just brought up. So the trailer of this movie makes it look like it's about the challenges of being downsized. Right. You are a misleading trailer. Correct. Very misleading. See, I've never seen the trailer. See, I showed it to my wife right before we watched. I was like, "Yeah, Bob's Bob's giving me some cash, and Tim's giving me some cash. We're gonna watch this tonight. We're gonna." Well, by the way, it was five and two dollars. <laughs> you, you, you doubled up, doubled Listen, in a, a fraction. It was wonderful. But the point being. When you watch the trailer, you're expecting this to be like, oh, I can understand. It's some yeah. small antics here. But then you get into this. And, and the movie even sets itself up to kind of almost be like that in the first couple of scenes. Sure. But it doesn't age well because well, they no. keep trying to be too serious. It's like I said, Josh, it's it's like the producer kept forgetting every, every couple hours or not every couple hours, every like 20 minute segment, the producer had a brain fart and forgot. What the hell they were doing, and suddenly the movie had a new meaning or a new goal. Right, and that's what makes a movie truly bad. A bad movie being a bad movie isn't bad. It's what it's set out to be. This movie, somebody somewhere thought like, well, this one's really gonna pull on people's heartstrings. This is a dramedy. No, it wasn't. Hate it. This movie forgot what it was like six different times. Listen, I like me some dramedies, but that was not a dramedy. No. Josh, real quick, of the ones I gave you, what did you hate? What did you like? What was all right? The most rated fairly of the four movies that you gave me was Fuzzbucket. And mm-hmm. I I I watched Mac and Me, which <laughs> is one of the most critically acclaimed worst movies out there. But I think Fuzzbucket gives it a run give gives it a run for its money. How Fuzz be doing, Bucket. Pally Boy? And that's the type <laughs> of thing. Now, if you've never watched Fuzzbucket, let me save you the forty five minutes, which which thank you, Bob. Forty five minutes was about all I could stomach of this movie. Don't you look at me, Bob. <laughs> you had Tim an hour and fifteen minutes less than the crap you've made me watch. I had a different take on the bet and that's yeah fair. you you Continue, exploited the josh the, my issue with Fuzzbucket was this it's like a disney channel original movie but there's no introduction there's no even like music it just starts and you're like oh okay i guess i guess they didn't do that back then and as you watch this for <laughs> i'm gonna say like the first 20 ish minutes because it's really not all that long there's an imaginary friend. And okay, there's some antics between the young boy and this imaginary friend who's invisible, by the way. And there's some very forced scenes like, oh, the boy's getting tickled by this imaginary person and he's in the principal's a, a office. questionable storyline in any movie as is. Right. And you get the the you know the parent concern like, oh, well, he has an overactive imagination, which is fine. But then you get this reveal of who this imaginary friend is. And it is a toddler-sized possum who <laughs> who you don't find out this until the end, but is technically an elderly man. 
And that, that's just creepy. That's Josh. disturbing. And that's what did it in for me. Like it was bad, but the second that this young child like tries to get Fuzzbucket back to his home by midnight so he doesn't permanently disappear, which is very Cinderella. Is this a rip? Is yeah, I was gonna say, is this a rip on Cinderella? Not even close. Josh, is there a particularly disturbing scene in this where uh, he's in a dumpster of some sort? Yes. <laughs> Fuzzbucket jumps into a, a pile of trash, comes out. <laughs> <laughs> with like a trench coat and a hat <laughs> and then i believe there's what is it mice nibbling a rat a, like tail. a rat is eating his tail you have no right to complain <laughs> about my bet with you after you made him watch this movie <laughs> this at least sounds entertaining all i'm Does saying it? is of all the things that i saw this was the one that by the end i was like oh my god it felt like it was three hours long because yeah. even that reveal at the end with him being elderly, it changes the way you look at the entire Ugh. thing. So this was worse than Mac and Me? See, Mac and Me was meant to be bad. It's like right. Troll 2, right? It was what it was. Right. It's It honestly is a... And I, I call that rate... I, maybe underrated in a way. Because, in a way, it's what you expect. It's a huge McDonald's commercial. <laughs> and it's if you watch it with that, guys, it that's what it is. You seem to enjoy this the most when you were uh, like live updating yeah, us. It was True. kind of funny because like I was looking at Mac, this alien ET ripoff, and I, and I was holding my daughter. And I hate to say this, but like the face that Mac makes because they only whistle. If so, you compare Nora <laughs> to this, Josh, I'll, an adorable is, child versus an <laughs> '80s ET ripoff. It was very, very comically accurate for when we were watching this. Oh, that's an overrated take. Now, agree. The thing is, with that this, baby is adorable. Yeah, she's nothing she, like Mac. She's something. <laughs> but here's the thing: like when I watched this movie, there were moments where I was like, "Okay, it's it's a bit out there, and it's bad, but it's kind of funny too." There's like an '80s dance party in a McDonald's parking lot, and I'm watching it going. This isn't the worst thing I've ever watched. So are you telling us that Mac and Me was your underrated? I mean, no. Well, I mean, you gave me Camp Nowhere. I can't consider oh, probably a that fairly. was not meant to be. A, that was a treat for you. Well, and that's the thing. I can't include that in a bad movie cast because that you, and Grumpy Old Men. If were, you choose that over Grumpy treats. Old Men, I'll be pissed. No, those were great flicks. Bob, you threw me a bone with those. So what was your... Uh, so you gave us the rated fair and the underrated being Mac and Me. What did you think was the most overrated? I kind of feel like the aliens for breakfast was bad oh yeah that one looks pretty rough listen it's it's featuring just, sinbad yeah sinbad yeah you got the star power all right only available on youtube yeah and, and that should for tell you reason. exactly everything you need to know about this it's just it's gimmicky it's playing around with the size of the alien and oh my gosh he's kind of like a i don't know like an inner city alien type of vibe he's the action scenes in that say it all. Like, there's this scene where he's trying to avoid real-sized alien projectiles. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's a side. Got it. And, and it's Sinbad. Like, Sinbad as an alien is uh, Sinbad in uh, uh, his skin is painted pink, and he's wearing a uh, lime green crew neck sweatshirt. It's, it's very lazy. Crew neck sweatshirt. And if you want to know what wow. Sinbad sounds like, imagine Sinbad. But he pinched his nose just a little uh, bit. Yeah, that's what it it's is. It's so dumb. That's it. Yep. You know, I'm sorry, Josh. I had to watch such a oh, thing. Oh, you sorry? sorry to you. Yeah, just to sorry me. to you. Yeah. I am. Well, that's real nice, Tim. Me, any sorry comments on uh, any of the movies that you made Bob watch? <sighs> I, I Okay. Well, we definitely covered downsizing. I, he brushed over... Um, 
Winter's Tale, which is a movie that <laughs> there's a little again bit. seems like a five or six year old got lost in a sure. not very exciting story to begin with. Right. So so there was a uh, a story behind this though. So Ashley and I. Uh, we usually go to movies that we both enjoy, um, and and a lot of the times it just ends up being like, you know, because I don't enjoy a lot of like romantic like that kind of movie, but right. like sometimes we'll go whatever. This was a movie that she chose that she was very excited about, um, and I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll go watch this, um, and you liked it, so we went there. And like I am struggling through the. It, this was in the theater. I'm struggling to like even pay attention mm. at, at this movie because the problem is like it started off kind of normal. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. It started off as a like, very boring action, movie. like a boring like period like fantasy. Like type the first drama, ten minutes, okay? you're like, oh, this is atrocious. And then like all of a sudden. The main character has a flying ability, turning into what a Pegasus or of some the, no, sort. No, it, it goes south <laughs> when Pegasus. Tom Farrell steals the horse. Right, that's um, what it happens. Meanwhile, yeah. about a half dozen guys are coming at him who could kill him at any minute, but choose not to. Um, he runs at him with the horse. They're still not shooting him. Then the horse leaps a gate and grows yes, wings. Yes, yes. Twenty minutes into the movie, oh, it's suddenly a magic film. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. So, like, you think it's like kind of a period, maybe type, an old John uh, Dillinger type film. Sure, um, but it turns into like magic at that point. Also, it features Russell Crowe as a very underrated character. No, Pearly, no. who is like Look how the, giddy the man's <laughs> getting over this horse crap. <laughs> Pearly, <laughs> that's exactly how he acted in the movie. Ironically, um, but listen to that. Do you hear this? I, I do. I hear it. Here's, here's the thing about this movie. So, like, it was so bad, and I was trying so hard to like like it for Ashley at this point in the theater. Until, like, there was probably like six other couples. They started laughing at like serious parts in this movie. There were no serious parts in this movie. Exactly. That's the thing. But it was trying to be serious. Yes. So like, they started laughing, and I started like, <laughs> I like look over at her. I don't she, know, man. I didn't find anything about this movie funny. The best part is like Ashley leaned over to me. She's like, "All right." Yeah, this is a terrible movie. I'm sorry we came to this. It's not bad. <laughs> but it has a charming message at the end. Sure, fine. But th- that's the one thing I want to bring up about that specific movie. Uh, and American Pickle, I actually enjoyed no, a few American times. Pickle I know was Bob a hated it. pile of garbage. But I did enjoy it. Nothing so. good about it. Do you smell something? I, I smell... Uh, I, oh, 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 showtime. Here he oh, is. no. Where the hell y'all been? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle John, we just, we came to the movies. Well, what the hell's that? Oh, no. And you pay a lot at movie theaters, that's for sure. You do. You know, sometimes when you go to the theater, you're there for the flick. But other times, it's nice to have some refreshment. In fact, it's the only thing that can take a bad movie and make it tolerable if you have some good refreshments. You're right, Josh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, there have been times in the past, like, I don't know if you guys went through this phase, but one of the first things I feel like I was allowed to do independently with my uh, friends as uh, 
middle schooler and then, of course, a high schooler, you know, you go on your first dates and whatever, was going to the movies. And a lot of times, I didn't really even care what we were going to see. Just so it was like we were a little bit independent. We could go out, buy a movie ticket. My mom would pick us up in a couple hours. But one thing I always had to have, I didn't care what we watched. I even saw SWAT once. But SWAT. With Samuel L. Jackson and uh, some other guy I forget about. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. Actually, I, think it was Col- I actually think it might have been Colin Farrell, to be honest with you. <laughs> um but I always got myself the popcorn and a large Sprite, and uh, yeah, that can get you through a lot of movies. You know, here's the good thing about the movie theater. Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about at this point, right, Josh? The movie theater. Well, exactly. this is an outdoor drive-in. I, they don't hire me indoors. Very good. So, <laughs> so the thing about the movie theater is the fact that like, it almost gave like high schoolers and younger folks a, a, an ounce of freedom. Because it was okay, you know, like you could go into the theater as a kid, your parents would drop you off and they knew when it was getting out. So it was like a set time that had to be a set. Was your first day at a movie? I would, I would actually believe it was. Yeah, I think it was your first day at a movie. (sighs) I remember I took a girl to go see the, was it the, um, the mist. Stephen King, it's a terrible wow, movie. great choice. And she scared yeah. her away, and she's never been seen since. <laughs> yeah. Mine was. It was a hangout slash for, for, for a movie. But I, does that confirm that most people's first dates are a, uh, are well, a movie? It's, it's classic. It's yeah. classic. Right. You know, you're, and it's you're, you're trying to inch your arm around the girl. You you're got 90 minutes with this person. If you hate him, you never see him again. Right. right. And you saw maybe a good flick. Exactly. Sure. Bad movie, good movie. You were there. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of this corn? This I, I found for five dollars oh. at a big Y. Uncle John found it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I I might be his supplier these days. <laughs> oh dear lord. Well, you know the supplies with Joey. By the way, you never watch a movie with Joey, and you never get never. supplies from Joey. No, no. The these price movies, of the ticket goes up while you're watching. He's the been play. watching a lot of <laughs> war movies these days. I'm getting a little concerned, but you know we don't get political. We never, never get political. <laughs> that old bat. By the way, Josh, this Paramount Pops that you got from Big Y is fantastic. So, so, yeah, this is uh, the brand Paramount Pops. It's it's in classic movie style popcorn uh, uh, type. Is that a good way to put it? I don't yeah. Know. No, it's in a uh, plastic bag. It's obviously got some butter on it. Pre-popped. Pre-popped. You can tell it's just microwave popcorn that they kind of screwed with a little bit. But, you know, sure. I'm going to be honest with you. And you can definitely tell because the sell-by date is still a few months away. <laughs> um, but you know what, guys? You paid five for this? Five, five. bucks? I'm sure that's that's, less. that's inflation. But you know what? If you want to feel like you're actually eating movie theater popcorn at home, this is going to do the trick for you. And it's I- less than a theater. Yeah, yeah, it significantly. Oh, way less, because you gotta get the bucket, right? Oh, you get the bucket, right? Yeah, because usually you can tie in a sprite, uh, an extra large sprite for a little less too. A beer, unless you're at Green Knight and it's a half hour after the movie started. <sighs> well, because yeah, because it went on too long. The Josh, is saltier Josh, than Josh, the popcorn. This is, this is an <laughs> underrated deal you got here. Yeah, this is this is probably. So we we did a microwave popcorn cast, but this is uh this is different, you know? Yeah, I wanted to do something a little bit marketed different. differently. Right. I mean, you know a microwave pop- popcorn, you're kind of at the... I mean, it would have been warmer, but this no this need. is kind of like... Okay, this is brings, no need, this brings me to the movie theater itself. <laughs> yeah, well, and let's be honest, a couple points, if you don't mind. Oh, please. 
one, um, I don't think it does need to be warm because the past couple times I've gone to the movie theaters, it's been sitting there so long it wasn't warm. And two... Well, you got to get that butter oil on it. Nah, that hot no, oil. I don't think you do. I think this does a nice job of encapturing it. And the second thing is, uh, is this. When you're a kid... I know you guys have all been through this period. My my mom tried to As a kid, it. yes. I used to be a kid. Well, I yeah, we all were kids. Kid, yes. I never was myself, but um <laughs> but you're you probably went through a little phase where your parents tried to like convince you like, "Well, let's just bring in bags of pop popcorn." You know what? Yeah. My have. mom didn't try it long, but she tried it for a little bit. I'll tell you this, I never bought into it, never will, but if you told me, "Hey, let's take a couple bags of this in the theater." Absolutely no problem. <laughs> But this is a huge bag. You'd never fit. No, this. it's not even about that. It's the taste. Uh, well, it's the, the taste. taste yeah. is superior. This Divvy is much... it up in a few smaller bags. Oh, That's sure. That's how you sure. stick it in. So this is an underrated bag of corn, Josh. It's very, good. very underrated. You want to hear a funny family story? Yeah. Let's hear it. An Ori story? Yep. So uh, <laughs> my father, the Jimbo, as he's called, um, he uh, he was much like... You said, Bob, where he would sneak popcorn into theaters. Cinema Jim? Cinema Jimbo, yeah, that's what they call him. Um, <laughs> and so, like, he uh, he had filled this bag full of microwave pop popcorn. And, Is your uh, basic, like, uh, act two, whatever? Yeah, yeah, you know, basic microwave popcorn. Uh, probably a few bags. There was a, a bunch of us kids because there was a lot of work. Hurt your kids. feelings because you really wanted the bucket. Sure. All this. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, I know what you mean. But you know what made it better? The fact that he set this bag down on the counter to try and find his credit card <laughs> and it <laughs> spilled all over <laughs> the counter. <laughs> like at Tim, the person. Tim, how much does Josh like this story? <laughs> he loves it. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> and it serves him right. You don't deny somebody a bowl of popcorn at the movies. Right. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> you pay that inflated price. That man's a hero. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But <laughs> I think they just kind of laughed it off, <laughs> like let us pass. But like, I wait, this happened. I thought you meant like this happened before you were leaving the house. This happened. This happened the- on the counter <laughs> as he was trying to pay for our okay. movie ticket. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty great. But that is a classic. <laughs> that's a great tale. Ori story. Nice. This has been our newest segment, Ori's Stories. <laughs> now that's a good segment. <laughs> Mike, we need a, we need a drop. <laughs> Bob, we really do. Bob, I got a couple other concessions up there for uh, Uncle John. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and pick one? I get first pick? Yeah, why not? All right, let's do it. Ooh. All right. This corn is just so good. I didn't expect it, it to be good. this good. All right, Josh. I went with the uh, Raisinets. I'm oh. sorry to hear that. It's actually yeah, I one bet of my mom's are. favorite candies. Jealous George. I love your mother. <laughs> Platonically. <laughs> of course. I think the raisinette is a way to say, hey, you have dried fruit. You don't have to feel bad about this movie. I don't even care about that. I just think it tastes great. It's just a chalk, you know? So. Thank you. This is milk chocolate, Bob. Yep, milk chocolate with a raisin inside. Okay, it's better than I remember. 
Raisin, overrated, underrated, rated fairly on its, its own. It's overrated. Raisins are the uh, worst thing. It depends what you want them for. If you want a burst of energy, a handful of raisins will do it like nothing else, hmm. including an energy drink. I'm not kidding about that. They either. have a place in certain things like trail mix. Like They, they need to be in trail mix. Raisinets, raisinets, though, are fantastic. A couple reasons I love the Raisinette. When I was uh, young, my grandfather used to have a, a big... Uh, I know everybody's grandparents had candy laying around. Theirs was Raisinets, and I always loved that. And right. two, like, my go-to at a theater is never candy. It's always popcorn and soda. But the thing with Raisinets is it gives you a little bit of the sweetness without killing the rest of the, the flavor you want to. Agreed. And it's also not, I feel like it's not screwing your stomach. No, it's safe. Yeah, very. You know what? Bob, I bet you thought I was going to go overrated on this. I'm going to go fairly rated because yeah. it doesn't mess my stomach up. The copious amount of popcorn I'm eating on the side definitely <laughs> will. You're going to struggle. But the Raisinets, not as bad as I remember, to be honest. Yeah, I still think they're an underrated snack at the theater, but um, I'm glad you agree. I actually am going to say underrated. Yeah. Because with that much chocolate on it, I actually don't care what's on the inside. Eh, give me a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much Josh's motto for life. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me more. As long as there's a bunch of chocolate on it, he doesn't care what's in the inside. Move that carrot up. <laughs> <laughs> me, oh. why don't you pick out the next one? Um, here I'll get uh, it for you. Uh, give me that red bag over there, John. Ha! You bought right into the trap. Oh. Oh no. No trap. <laughs> oh god. Oh what the hell? Even oh. I don't repack it. That that's a clearance item. <laughs> you know it might Josh, <laughs> did you get this on the clearance? <laughs> Actually no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Already overrated because of how difficult it was to get just two pieces off of this. Tim, what are these? These are uh, the the typical Twizzlers, the strawberry flavored Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to get one, it ripped in half. <laughs> those, you just picked a bad bag, I think. To be honest, those they seem a little stale. If I'm am I having COVID flashbacks, or do these things have no taste? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Now>, Bob. <laughs> They're light on the flavor. <laughs> Joey never did have COVID, Bob. <laughs> we don't, we're not going to get into that. Oh, you never get into that. No. I know people like Twizzlers, and I like certain variations on it, but the classic, I think it's overrated. Yeah, they're crap. This was an overrated pick. I don't hate Twizzlers, but if you had two Twizzlers or 200 Twizzlers. Overrated, underrated, <laughs> rated, fair. Let's go on that slide. So my pick is overrated. Even the show hates it. Yeah. <laughs> if you've had two Twizzlers or 200, they all taste the same and fulfill you the same. They also, I bet you could eat this whole bag and you'd still be like, I need more popcorn. They also have like this air about them of like candle wax, it feels like. They're just, there's a lot of texture there, but I don't know if it's necessarily the texture I have that. Like, here's the thing. I couldn't eat a whole bag of Twizzlers, which mm. maybe is a good thing in the movie theater, but... I don't know necessarily know if I want like a quarter of a bag. I don't want any of them. You guys know that I love to throw down food when we eat in here, and I'm okay sure. with the two that I just say I don't want anymore. Yeah, give me, give I'm me popcorn. Really good it's overrated, especially compared to this popcorn. Like, honestly, yeah. you know, 
my my typical mo in the theater is like just get the bucket of popcorn don't don't complicate things like i don't need the sweet this definitely complicates things this would complicate it you know what this would get clogged in your teeth just like the kernels of corn and it's like it'll have you licking the popcorn bag just to get your saltiness back yeah Josh, what'd you go with over there? I often do. I went with an old staple, the Sour Patch Kids. I, that was I was kind of torn between that and the Raisinets myself. Now, I like a little Sour Patch because the way that they are, if you eat too many Sour Patch Kids, it feels like your gums are bleeding. Um, it rips up your, your the inside of your mouth, yeah. Right. But Not a to couple. mention what it does to your... Oh, oh never mind. Sorry. Nope, nope. <laughs> Continue. No, they're good. They're a nice break in the flavor. If I have a... a Sorry, salty popcorn. Mm. The sour, it's kind of a nice compliment. Interesting. Salty and sour. That You don't hear that that much. No. Salty, sweet, sour, gone. Not the same. Oh, it's definitely Sour not. Patch to me is a little bit of a mind, like a little bit of a mind trick. Like, I'm okay not getting candy at a theater, but then I see that box of Sour Patch Kids, and there's probably not ever been a time in my life where I didn't, want sour patch kids mm. so i got my big bucket of corn i got my sprite i kind of want those sour patches for later in the movie here's the thing sour patch kids are classically underrated in my opinion i think you're right i think it's a universal thing not just a movie thing yeah because mm. you know you're thinking sour it's like oh you know i don't know if i want to put my body i think everybody likes that, gummies too you know sure but like when you have a Sour Patch Kid, it just hits you in a different way where it's like, it's an interesting thing to have while you're you're watching a movie, especially. You're just like, oh, interesting taste. And then it's like, oh, sweet. Oh, sour. Oh, my God. Would you say it's the best sour candy of all time? Bob, I would, I would, I would almost agree with you. But the best sour candy, and I don't know if you consider this a candy, but the best sour candy you've ever had is our friend, the, the ice cream truck man. You know him? Oh, I know him. All right. So Bob and I have this mutual friend, this ice cream truck man that we've seen at points in our life. and um, Yeah, he's a great guy. He has these things called sour bomb pops. Yeah. We're and, getting to ice cream now. Right. So it's not exactly the same. But my point is, the uh, you know, despite the sour, there's still that sweet underneath to, to cut the sour. Sure. It's underrated. Mm. It really is. Yeah. Oh, well, something out of everything. Yeah. Well, something, something. Well, something, something. We got, got one left. Two, two left. All right, let me go didn't get them. Rate the sour patch. Kid. Um. Oh, I'm, underrated. I'm gonna call them rated fairly because I know what I'm gonna get when I get a sour patch kid. I hate what you just said, but okay. Oh, well, here we are. Well, I know it's gonna be sour, and I know it's gonna be sweet. No. Show me your weenies. <laughs> no, no, not that, Tim. So for full Joey? Trend, Full transparency, I wanted to get a... You never um, show you a weenie with Joey. No. <laughs> I wanted to get a soft pretzel, but the store is out of them. <laughs> no. But I have seen the mini weenies wrapped in pretzels at movie theaters before. Mm. All right. Thoughts? I'm, do you mind if I go first? Please. No, go ahead. At a movie theater, these are extremely overrated. Yeah? I'm going to tell you why. You go to a movie theater, you expect snacks and uh, and types of things that are... They're not meals. These things, these weenies in a pretzel blanket, if you will, they're trying to be a meal when they're not. It almost fools your stomach and screws mm. you for the movie. So yeah. I'm going to go overrated. I think I agree with you. I'm enjoying this very much. 
I love them. But I'm it, for a movie, that. I'm con- trying to keep the whole focus here. For a movie, it's too much too soon. If I had a, yeah. a little bowl of these, I'd be like, all right, right, we got two hours to go. It's too salty, too fatty, too soon. Might mess bowl, with your stomach, too. Might, definitely going to mess with my stomach. Bowl of popcorn, I can spread that out two hours. This, one, a couple of them done, uh, maybe tops 20 minutes. Yep. And I'm going to feel repercussions. Right. And I'm going to want to slug my Sprite down even more because they're saltier. I'm going to be back at that concession stand buying those sour Or patches. in the bathroom. Or right after the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I go to the price. Uh, typically, these are the most expensive thing that are on the menu. Oh, I thank you, Tim. Um, you know, and when I go to the movie theater, I need a snack. I don't need a meal. And I know that some people right. might feel differently, but like popcorn's a snack. These weenies. It feels a little bit too heavy for me, so I'm going to call him overrated. I heard Joey's wrapping his weenie in uh, oh, pretzels no. these days. We don't we don't talk about it's, weenies. It's, it and concerns Joey. me, you know. You it's never, for inflation. Yeah. Right. You never talk about blankets with Joey, that's no, for sure, because no. we know where they're going. See, Joey actually said that downsizing was the most inspired. It inspired him to be president. Oh, well, and we kind of did. Uh, all right. We don't get political. Uh, I think we got one more up there. Go again. That's Go yours, Tim. Yeah, I got it. What was that word you said, Josh? Gogan? I was, was going to say Gogan. I had a beast of weenie in my throat. <laughs> oh, Josh. Josh. He's we're, been hanging out we're with We're trying Joey. to avoid the explicit tag. Listen, I found it on a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. To borrow from the great uncle, what the hell is this? I remember these being bigger. I don't remember these at all. Yeah, full disclosure, I've never had this before. Really? Okay, so these are um, Nestle's Bunch of Crunch. This I remember is Nestle's uh, ripoff box. I remember getting these. They got the um, the crispy rice in it, and they're clusters. Ugh! I actually think that these are these were a favorite of my youth, but they haven't aged well because they seem smaller. So I'm gonna say rated fairly. What are these got them, Josh? A uh, clusters of rice, or is it a piece of rice? How big is this? Very tiny. It's us, very, very tiny. You pour us in your hand to move with you, you're going to lose it. Well, here's the thing. With this, you can be done with this before the um, the previews. All right. Oh, there's a couple bigger clusters there. Are well, there? I, there's I a feel couple like Frank McCluskey's. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Uh, Josh, I feel like these are, uh, with most candies, you could finish them before the movie. So I don't think that's a fair thing to say just about these. But like the Sour Patch, I have to take my time. Okay. All right. The Sour the Twizzlers, I'm chomping. These, I feel like if I wanted to try to like shovel them all in my mouth and take one big bite, I probably could. For me, it's a taste, man. Prove I, it. Let them prove it. For, <laughs> <laughs> I no, 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 damn. The man's giving us nice corn. Let's give him a little bit of a bone here. But, you know, for me, it's a taste. I've never been a Nestle Crunch fan. Even when they come in like a Lunchable, like I eat the bar and I'm like, eh, that was kind of a crappy way to end that meal. Is this a commercial that says Nestle Crunch is mm-mm good? I or hope is that not. that for something else? No, mm-mm good. That's not Nestle Crunch. I could be wrong. Hmm. I don't know. All right. They're fine. They're fairly rated to me. Yeah. I think they're a little overrated, to be honest. I wouldn't pay for those in a the theater ever. Can we I actually gr- wouldn't either. Yeah. Right. Can we all agree that the popcorn was the by and far largest winner here? Whatever this go-to generic big Y popcorn is, is absolutely amazing. Here's the thing, okay? Stop 
complicating things, folks. You go to a movie, you get the popcorn. Maybe like a little Sour Patch Kid to top it off, but don't complicate things. Right. Get the popcorn, please. Well, if you take one thing away from Cinema Gem, sneak the po- the Sour Patch in, in your pocket. Nah, yeah. Because you can get away with that. You'll At the save dollar money. store beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And most of these theaters, I feel like, are near a happy dollar or a family dollar these days. Get yourself... Go and spend the money, get the bowl of popcorn and the, and, the, and the drink, but sneak in a couple bags of Sour Patch. You won't regret yeah. it. Honestly, that's a perfect recipe for a great movie time. Mm. It might even revive Frank McCluskey. Maybe a couple nips in your pocket as well. Oh, well, that will revive even the worst of the worst. <laughs> it's actually it's the only way to revive the worst of the worst. Well, my prices are only going up, so that, well, if you guys can't pay, be on your All right, way. bye, Uncle John. Thank you bye, for the popcorn. Bye, uh, Somebody give him a check. I think he does not look very happy. Josh, uh, we have another segment, right? <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> you want to know what people should check out? What's that? How much popcorn is on the carpet right now? <laughs> Ashley will certainly take care of that. This is great corn. Meet the cheer hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Ugh. She mm. might be the biggest hero. Yeah. She puts up with what we do in this room. Of the cast, she is the biggest hero, I'd say. Right. We pale yeah. in comparison. Mm. All right, boys. If it wasn't for her, we'd be sitting under months and years worth of trash. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's surprisingly accurate. I'd be, I'd be slipping on an old Rambutan peel. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated, Bob. That was that was great. For those of you who don't get that reference, go back and listen to the Fruit Cast, which is surprisingly one of my favorite casts. Fruit Folly, yeah. Good All right, one. boys. So I'm going to read you a couple. I'm going to probably just do three of them. I'm going to read you three synopsises of bad movies. These are on Rotten Tomatoes top 100 bad movie list. And what I really just want you to do is try to guess um, the, well, I guess we can go off the tomato meter, uh, which is a zero to 100%. Now, granted, you you already know that these are going to be bad. But um, anyway, just give me your impression on these, right? And then you can give it. Like what percentage? Yeah, what percentage do you think these got? Uh, Tell us the titles or just the synopsis? I'm going to read you the synopsis and the critic consensus. Okay. All right. So uh, the first one that I'm going to read to you is... It's Jack and Jill, guy. Okay. First of all... (laughs) How you guessed that was unbelievable. Wait, are you serious? Like, oh, look no. at my computer screen right now. It's literally <laughs> right there. Okay. All coincidence, folks. All right, Jack and Jill. The synopsis. Thanksgiving is usually a happy time, but ad executive Jack. Oh, hold on one second. Where'd it go? All right. Sorry, folks. Slight... Are you telling me? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Thanksgiving is usually a happy time, but ad executive Jack Adam Sandler dreads the holiday because his twin sister Jill, also Sandler, makes her <laughs> annual visit. When Jack and his sister get off on the wrong foot, the only way to make it right is to invite her to stay through Hanukkah. But when actor Al Pacino, Al Pacino, <laughs> whom Jack desperately needs to star in a commercial, takes a shine to Jill... Jack may be forced to extend his sister's visit 
even longer. Oh, no. It's terrible. Is, I never knew that Jack and Jill was a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> Which begs the question, on the soundtrack, do we hear, Like to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this has a 1.8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Give okay. me a 13%. 13.8%. Wow. Um, wow. It's somewhere in the middle. It's actually 3%. Now, it did get a 36% audience score here. You got to go by the critic, I think. The critic? Oh, the critics ripped this one. So it is 3% um, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the tomato bad. meter based upon 116 reviews. Um, wow. The critics say, although it features an inexplicably committed performance from Al Pacino, <laughs> Jack and Jill is impossible to recommend on any level whatsoever. <laughs> I like that. Is it rated worse than much. Norbit? Um, I know Norbit is on this list, although I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I really like that first line. An inexpl- inexplicably what? Uh, hold on one sec. It, like genuine performance, <laughs> an inexplicably committed performance from Al Pacino. <laughs> no one like, knows why he did what he did, <laughs> but they appreciated the commitment to the movie. The old broad knew that the celebrities were watching him the whole time, guy. <laughs> That's underrated. <laughs> that review is underrated. I, like I, I know. I'm, I'm appreciating the other. Even uh, the synopsis. I kind of want to watch Jack and Jill next Thanksgiving. How about this one? Silly, Bob. The Adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy. Ooh. So, Pluto Nash, right? I think this is a... It's a superhero film. I remember seeing the cover in Blockbuster. It, 2002. Pluto Nash is an action comedy set on the moon in the year 2087 starring Eddie Murphy as the title character, an audacious nightclub owner who finds himself in hot water when he refuses to sell his club to the local mob. The lunar gangsters are helping the mysterious Rex Crater mastermind a plan to take over the moon. Rex Crater. On Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think it was out of 100? Give me a 5.3%. 5.3, Bob. What are you thinking? 4.2. 4, Bob, you're actually closer. It is a solid 4%. Wow. Uh, the audience score is a 19%, so technically the audience hated this one more than the uh, Jack and Jill, which is alarming. Wow. Wow. So the critics say, The Adventures of Pluto Nash is neither adventurous nor funny, and Eddie Murphy is on autopilot in this notorious box office bomb. <laughs> well, that does happen when you're on the moon. Also when you're Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know that, I, as I've combed over this list, Eddie Murphy has a lot of movies on here. I was just going to say, like, in my mind, even Eddie Murphy's best movies aren't good movies. Like, Nutty Professor and Dr. Doolittle. Right. I don't know what it is, but, like, I don't know what service it is, but we have a service that every time this, like, Coming to America 2 pops up, Mm. not interested. Stop showing me it. I don't want to see it. Please. Maybe you do, though. No, Bob. I don't. I never will. What if Josh got you a fresh bag of this popcorn for it? I didn't see one. <laughs> but you didn't answer my question. I'd I'd watch. <laughs> How about this one? This one's actually pretty harshly rated for being so high on the list. Um, it's Left Behind by Nicholas. Uh, it's starring Nicholas Cage. Well, that's not surprising. I've gosh. seen this movie. I I feel like I've seen this before, and I don't know if I've actually seen it in its entirety. 
Um, the not nearly as good as Pig. So the entire planet is thrown into mayhem when millions of people disappear without a trace. All that remains are their clothes and belongings. Unmanned vehicles crash and planes fall from the sky, overwhelming emergency forces and causing massive gridlock, riots, and chaos. Airplane pilot Ray Steele, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> struggles to save the lives of the passengers who remain on his flight, while his daughter, Castle Th- Cassie Thompson, races to find her brother and mother, mm. both of whom have disappeared. This- so, solid action flick by Nicholas Cage. Um, Josh, this is a take on the Christian rapture. Yeah, I yes. Um, <laughs> hour and 51 minutes, PG-13, 2014. Out of 100, what do you think it got? End of the world, Bob. Apocalyptic. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that this, uh, from the critics? From the critics, yes. 5 6. 5 6? 10-2. 10-2. You're both wrong. It's a zero. <laughs> really? This is actually one of those straight zero up zero. Per- straight up zero on the tomato meter. Critics in the- critics consensus says, Yea, verily, like unto a plague of locusts, left behind hath begat a Clever. further scourge of devastation upon Nicolas Cage's once proud filmography. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to see what Kirk Cameron's um, left behind brought because that's a the original movie. What did the uh, fans like think of the Cage one though? Uh, it was a two percent. <laughs> oh Jesus! Tim, you said it was Kirk. Kirk Cameron left behind. That's what this movie was based off of. I did not know that. I didn't know. Kirk, I didn't know Captain Kirk was making films. Well, he's usually busy doing space missions, but. <laughs> so Pluto, Pluto Nash. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so there's no tomato meter for this, but the audience score is 67%. Watch the Kirk Cameron version. It's better. So, Bob, this will this will be our last one. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Um, now, earlier in the cast, we had mentioned that this was Bob's opportunity to um, switch movies right here. Okay. Bob, do you want to switch movies? Can I hear this description first? Um, hold on one second while I pull it up. In a world where Josh is searching for movies, Bob. All nope. right. Never mind. He's in. <laughs> <laughs> How many sentences should I read into this? Three. Rover is a bass. <laughs> A basset hound that lives a life of luxury in Las Vegas with his co-owner, Connie, a showgirl. He gambles and flirts with girls with his best friend, Eddie. One night, he sees Connie's boyfriend, Rocky, in a transaction with a pair of gangsters and accidentally disrupts it. I'll be watching Tim's movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds terrible. What's the rating on that? Uh, I just got to scroll down to find it. Uh, The reception... On Rotten Tomatoes was actually a forty percent. What's wow. this movie called? This is called Rover Dangerfield, an animated <laughs> musical comedy starring Rodney Dangerfield as a passit hound. Oh, <laughs> you never watched that. I would. You could have. Well, you didn't tell me the actor. Look at look at this picture of Rover. He looks like Rodney. Yeah, he does. It looks like Tony the Tiger. That's a Clear ripoff. He's great. I'm actually okay with sticking with Tim after seeing that picture. <laughs> same. Fair enough. That's Fair the same enough. choice I'd make. 
All right, boys. So thank you for that. We're we're pretty much at, at the end of this. Uh, any any final thoughts on bad movies before we wrap things up? Blue Sour Patch Kids, very underrated. They're the best flavor. Yeah, they are. I will agree with that. And also, I, I, the yeah. red, yes, very good too. Now I don't like the red too They're much. Fine, I don't like a, a scone. But <laughs> you know what? I think the thing with bad movies is, is there's different levels of bad movies. When you say bad movie, you're going to get a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, perceptions. Sure. You're going to get people who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to make you watch uh, Troll Two. I'm going to make you watch Mac and Me." And those movies are so. Uh, historically bad that they're okay to watch. Then Tim sends me something like <laughs> Night uh, Winter's Tale, or uh, you know, like we talked about a couple, a few episodes back, Night's Tale. I think the difference between a bad movie, haha, and a bad movie, like oh, that movie was awful, is when a movie doesn't recognize where it's going mm-hmm. or what it is. Um, so I guess it all depends on what kind of bad movie we're talking about. Sure. Because bad movies can be groovy. Right. Agreed. That's full circle right there. Definitely. Josh, what do you think of the bad films? Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, sometimes a bad film is uh, <laughs> just what you need. Something to laugh at. Something that you can't take too seriously. Because uh, not every time I sit down and watch a movie do I, am I looking to make a commitment to uh, you know trying to learn the characters and the lore of the story. Sometimes I just want to watch something and it, for it to be almost mindless. Um, so I, I do enjoy a good, bad movie. I think there is a limit, though. Um, yes. Because if I can't even remotely figure out what the plot is, I think I'm just kind of out. So I, I think for Bob here, um, uh, if I may, uh, I think that Bob prefers when you throw him a typically bad movie rather than a movie that you personally think was bad. Like a Rover Dangerfield. Like a Rover Dangerfield. Is that Emotions correct? Emotions versus uh, the oceans. The ocean is what it is. Emotions are what you think it is. But my emotions run deep, <laughs> Overly <Bob>. poetic. <laughs> they run deep. And I, I chose those movies specifically for a reason. So Fair. My last thing, I would like to invite all of our listeners to watch my favorite bad movie, Hatching Pete on Disney Plus. Uh. Please, please write in and let us know what you think of it, boys. Before we end, real quick, I'm gonna give Hatching Pete a solid 6.5 out of 10. I loved it. Tim, what'd you think of it? It's a 2.3 for me. It's a terrible movie. A 5.7. Yeah, Jables. All right. <laughs> Hate it. Ugh. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. Man, it was good to get back at it. Still munching and crunching over here, but in the meantime, uh, we'll see you next week. And we do have a plan for keeping it weekly now. So Yes, we do. We're very excited. A plan and some ham. Stay tuned for the pig cast. No, I'm just kidding. That's not how it works. <laughs> or should it be? Coming next week, <laughs> the pig cast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Overrated. Underrated. Or Rated Fairly Podcast. <laughs> Bye now. Pew, 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 pew. Rapid Fire Rating.